0: Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving.
1: Good afternoon, and welcome to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz. This past Sunday was Easter, and I hope that everyone was able to spend it with family and friends. You know, and so you know. But right now, you know, I'd like to bring bring forth uh, former Philadelphia Eagles player, James Loving. How are you today, James? Good.
2: How you doing today, Chris? I'm a great
1: um, show today. I'm excited. Oh, it, it, you know what? It's going to be a good day. Because today is all about the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just, you know, the whole show, we're going to be covering different things, different aspects of it. And with that, um, I'd like to introduce our, our guest who knows about the Pittsburgh Steelers. So I'd like to introduce William Wiggins. How are you today,
0: William? I'm
1: very blessed. Having a good good morning. Oh, good, good. So good to have you on. I'm glad to so, be on. Thanks to Mister
3: uh, James Loving.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely, he's he, he's the reason why you're here. Because uh, what was the name you like to call him? That's Antonio Brown. That's what we call him, here, Robbins. Antonio Brown. <laughs> <laughs> you know the
3: brother was real tough. I, he could go over the middle and he never dropped the ball. I ain't never saw him drop the ball. I'm serious too. When I watched him at yeah. Wildman, wow, I've never seen him drop the
1: ball. Yeah, he was he was good. He was very good. That's that's why he was able to, you know, be the number one draft pick for the for the Canadian League and then, instead, went for the got uh, got uh, a, a free agent contract with the Eagles. So you know that that was. In a nutshell, the reason why.
0: Great hands.
3: Yeah, I think, I think one of the reasons I saw him grow up, you know, he played with my son before my son. Okay. I think he had two things that took him to the, to that level. That's, he had the will and he had the heart. And uh, he backed up everything he talked. And I watched him. I first saw him. I saw oh, he ain't going to last. But he had the will and the heart, and that's what took him through all that. Absolutely, Thank you, Mr. And did,
1: but James, I, I know I know you hate when we talk about you like this, but, you know, sometimes the, the truth's got to come out.
2: You know, it's funny that he's well, talking he about himself. Yeah. It's funny you say that because every time I go do, do a speech and I speak and I tell everybody, I say, you know what, We, uh, me, Sergeant, I was an older guy, but I said the guy that kept everybody in line was his son, Sean Wiggins, the younger guy, you know? He was the one that, you know, made sure we went to class, made sure we was at practice, you know. And um, it's amazing how you have a freshman coming there and um, get all the seniors and all that up, you know, keep them safe. Keep them out of trouble. And you know that, Chris. We talk about Sean all the time. Our Sean, uh, we were on nobody getting in trouble because he was like the the, the parent, you know. And, hey, you know, uh, come off the field, you do something wrong, Sean be like, hey, you know, you know why he did that because you didn't get your whole effort, you know? But it's just amazing how um, Wig, we call him Wig, to be the younger guy, and he was the one that was the, the uh, how would you say that, the the, the big brother, you know?
1: He was, he, yeah, he was He was more mature, yeah. the more mature yeah. player. It,
2: it, he was. It's it just amazing You know, James,
3: how... if, if I can compliment on that real quick, I think that uh, the background really helped You and Sean, your father, you know, was definitely a warrior. And in my home, I always told Sean, he'll tell you today. I said, you can go out there and hang hang out, do what you got to do. I said, but one thing about it, you can't buy a reputation. I said, when you leave, everything you do, you represent your parent and yourself. And I said, we can't do that for you. But if you go out, either you're going to do right or you're going to do wrong. But remember, you can't buy a reputation. And I think you and Sean simplify that with the family. Y'all went off, man, and, you know, y'all say, hey, you know, I ain't going to mess up. I want to keep the family name fresh. So I think that's why, you know, both of you guys succeeded in life.
1: Uh, wow, that's yeah. so, it's so interesting that you say that because James says to me all the time that, that no matter what happens, it, it, it's, it's, his, it's his name and his reputation that matters the most to him. Yeah, them brothers and, remember and, that. Both of them, they, they did it. Oh, oh, absolutely. I mean, Sean, Sean was a clear example. I mean, I was, I was up there with them, and and I, I was really good. Sean, I consider Sean a young, a, a young, my, my younger brother, and and yeah. you know, right. he was he was right. always such a, a great guy, and to this day he still right. is. I mean, you, you, no no one can say anything bad about Sean. So. You you you, well, your son you raised dead. him right. You did right by him, totally.
3: Sean and name, they were brothers.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, anyway, and it's funny, like uh, they complain, like, for me and Sean to this day we talk five, six times a day. <laughs>
3: <laughs> his wife always y'all say, God, like y'all married." <laughs> <laughs> well, y'all took care of the business, man. I'm seriously, y'all was men really instead of boys and people didn't understand that when y'all I, I never worried about Sean son. And when I found out that you was at Wyoming, because I knew you were going to be like the figure to him So it was over.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. So it was a good thing. So, so William, I'd, I'd like to, to begin, I start a, a couple of questions for you, um, regarding the, the, the Steelers. So I know you live in, you come from Chicago and, and, you know, t- died in the wool there from Chicago. So yes. how and when did you begin to be a Steelers fan, and, and, and what drew you to them? Well,
3: I think I went to school down in North Carolina, James will tell you. I played a little ball. I was hurt. I played in the Eastern League. I was a basketball player, averaging like 22 a game. I went to a high school, which you know, in Blue Island called Eisenhower. But when I had my chance to go to North Carolina down in Raleigh, most of the guys came from Florida was on the football team. So one of the coaches that coached at, at St. Augustine College, that's the name of it, he used to he used to live in Pittsburgh. So all he used to ever talk about was mean Joe Green, Terry Bradshaw, Jack Lambert and all them guys. I had didn't have a clue because I was from Chicago. I was used to Dick Buckers and Gail Serres. That was my best two players, Sayers and Buckers. But once in North Carolina you saw all the Pittsburgh games, man. So I started watching this defense, Mel Blunt, and all them guys. I'm going like, wait a minute. These guys are not taking a second seat to nobody, <laughs> you know. And I always liked the way the uh, uh, coaches and general managers, how they talk. It wasn't just about football. It was about life. And then that's when I got to to the Rooney's. So when I saw how the Rooney's, count on their players, you know, it's like love. You know, it ain't about, yeah, y'all playing football, Rocky Bly and all that, but get another life, you know. So I'm going like, man, I like that because they're just not out there trying to make money and sell the seats. I saw the way afterwards when them guys would get in trouble, they would be the first one, bring them back and tell them, say, hey, you know, I'm going to stick with you until the end. If you, this what you want, I'm there for you. So I like the way it was kind of like football and life where the other teams are just in there playing and, you know, trying to get money and all like that. Them guys learn from the higher, you know, the people up above taught them, say, yeah, play a little football, but have your life, your family, and what you're going to do in your next career. So that's how I got to really start liking them. And everybody know the Rooney's, You know how they really look, look after players. of fact, right. right, Think about the Rooney Rooms, the Rooney, Ro- Rooney Rooms where – yep right going the NFL you have to go you know interview an African American uh, 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 coach you know listen you know first you get him that opportunity so I'm going like man I love the Steelers so that's another reason why I like him was football but mostly life as well
1: yeah it's a, it's a good 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 thing to think about so I was I was like I said I was always yeah. curious when when I when I hear of somebody. You know who who's from somewhere, and all of a sudden they're a big fan of another team. You know, I I, I just always want to know what what drew them to that new team rather than the home team. So right. You know, I I appreciate you mean, answering that.
3: That's so, then another thing. They, they uh, was I think I don't huh? know if they were the first team that uh, uh, tried out a, a African American quarterback, was this guy named uh, Jefferson Joe Street? He came from Tennessee State a long, long time ago. And nobody was given opportunity and Rooney told him, say, if he can play football, you know, we're gonna give him that chance. So he right. came and played back then, you know, like in the seventies and uh he never would have played once when Rooney's given him a chance, that's what I'm saying.
1: Right. Yeah, that's 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 you know, a, a very good reason. Um, yes, yes. You know
2: yes. We, so, you, know, you ahead, don't yes. want Mr. Ligan, you. you said something pretty interesting. And talk a little bit more about that because you said the ruling is one of the teams that love to their players. There's only two two, two, right. three teams left, I think. I think it's New England and the Giants. Yes.
3: And all the other teams right. don't care
2: about them. Um,
3: right. Talk a bit more. And James, you know, not to cut you off real quick, you know when those guys got in trouble, they didn't kick the guys under the bus. They took them back right. in and them say, look, man, you messed that up. And then think about it. Anybody had negative... Uh, uh, toward the Pittsburgh organization they said, yeah, when you put on this uniform you representing the Steelers now if you go over there and want to act like you're a criminal, go ahead but here's the deal, we'll work with you and try to give you some help now if you don't yeah. do that, goodbye <laughs> you know so that's what I like about it. And they didn't just kick them to the curb they were really concerned about get yourself together and we'll yeah. keep
2: you yeah, that's a good thing you said because now the team will be right all they care about is money. Kicking these class to the curb right. and saying, hey, we get
3: somebody to pay them less, and we can make more money. Right. Right. And, James, when you was home, remember when we talked, we were saying about Rocky Cloud, yeah. you know, when you first was playing the while, we were saying nobody would have gave Rocky or a, a, a trial when he went to the army, came and blew it off his leg. And the movie t- took it on the movie. He said, get yourself together first physically. And if you can play, we're gonna put you on the taxi squad whatever whatever it is, but you gotta show us that you really wanna fight. Whatever he ended up being a starter with Franco.
1: <laughs> wow. yeah that's 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 good. I, the, the, the thing I always liked about about Steelers is their defense. You know, the the they always had the 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 the, the what was it, the, the cur Curt, yeah curtain, and that that was just yeah, totally impressive, yeah, and that was that was <laughs> yeah and of course you yeah, know brad Bradshaw being in there that was <laughs> he was he was always always you know and and Plunkett, you know or well not Plunkett, it was with the oakland, but anyway what? yeah Terry Bradshaw what? was it's always you, you couldn't. But truthfully, you could have back for the Steelers with
3: all of them, all yeah. americans <laughs> You know, you could have,
1: but uh, the I, thing and, about and I should the Steelers, have. You would, have to live yeah, it. You could have
3: they ain't yep. No, you anybody because they had all Americans in every position.
1: Yep. So you know what? We're gonna take a break. When we come back, we're gonna talk more stuff about the Steelers. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to Talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. This is Chris Marwitz. And uh, James, you know, today...
1: We have a guest on that is a big fan and knowledgeable about the Steelers. So, twenty-four-seven Steelers today, right?
2: You know, I don't, I don't consider no guest. Like I consider family, you know, uh, family. all the words, okay. great lectures you give me, like my dad, you know. So it's not a guest, it's family.
1: <laughs> family, perfect. So, 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 Mr. Wiggins, you know, what what what, what, what do you got to say to James, James's little statement there? See what? What, 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 what? what do you what do you have to say to James when he's he's calling you family?
3: Well, we are family. You know, one thing yes. about they say take a family to raise a village and where we all reside, we look at each other as being family and helping each other out. And if we saw anybody doing something negative, hey, we would call them out because family, you wouldn't even deal with that individual. You go to the family that you can get results. And James' family, like I said, hey, he's a success because of his father and his mother. I mean, hey, they did it the right way, and you know James, don't have to mess around. You don't want to mess up that name. James' father, and was real.
1: (laughs) He knows. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: All
1: right. So, so, you know, let, let, let's let's ask. Uh, let me ask you another question about the Steelers. So, in the upcoming draft, they have the number twenty-eight pick. Looking at the team, can you think of what position that they should focus on filling? I know, and they
3: should know. Uh, the thing that they should really try to uh, uh, fix is their defense. Uh, was like Swiss cheese. Let's be real about it, okay? Mm-hmm. They tried to outscore everybody on the offense. You can do that so Miss James, you knowing the offense. A guy, loved that. They catch them five, catch them 200 yards. But if the other team is scoring and you're scoring, hey, it's going to go down and who's going to make a field goal. The defense was terrible. And only because the linebacker who got hurt from Ohio State, he kept them together. And they was just peaking. And then they got that boy from Cleveland, I think it was Joe Hayden, whatever his name is. He started playing real good and then he got hurt. So now they plan, you know, just to survive. But my point is, when the linebacker went down, I knew they weren't going nowhere because that linebacker outran wide receivers and running backs, you know, uh, speed wise. So they lost that and then they lost the captain and uh, you know the play caller so they're weak at linebacker. so they don't get nobody at, and the uh, and, uh, linebacker got hurt ain't coming back this year I heard. so they're weak at linebacker where somebody can come in there and get them guys together now Joe Hayden he only played a half a year I think if he did this stuff together he's going to be okay but they still need corners they need corners and they need linebackers other than that what I saw is uh, some reserve was okay and the young boys that played the end was nice but they need some linebacker and some cornerback. That's what I see.
1: Yep. Well they 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 actually did go get uh you know in, in, in free agency they did add a linebacker and a safety. You know, so they, they they've, they've been feeling those a little bit, you know, probably thank goodness and um but the other thing that's going on is uh you know Mike Tomlin, you know, he, he he's and say he wants a, wants a dramatic change in the Steelers' defense. You know, they're wanting a nimbler attack. And keep in mind that, you know, the Steelers' defense, they're ranked like fifth. Um, so in order to do this, in, in, in your opinion, should they, should they try to become a, a stronger defense immediately, you know, and go out and get a bunch more free agents, that they, sign a bunch of free agents that they can, or should they do it more gradually?
3: I think, and, you know, James, we had to talk about this. You look at Ray Lewis, you get these guys, they come in. Some guys can just come on the sideline and get the guys together, the troops together, so let's go. Some guys just go out there and they play. And like I said, when the linebacker that got hurt, looked like they were just going through the motion. I can understand that when you see somebody, your key player go down. You can say what you want. Yeah, we getting out here playing, but it's a difference when you got that guy out there to get the fire on you and say, hey, let's go. So my thing is they got a free agent, I think, a guy named Bostick came from one of them teams, and then they got a safety. But they, what it is, they got to have more than two guys, you know, in their defense. When they was good, they had uh, Joey Porter and all them guys. They had three or four of them guys that, you know, just in case one went down. So I think they need more reserves that can come in but do the same job and, you know, get to the ball because they got killed on passing. You know, they can do the run. That's great their weakness is on covering the pass. Them guys is throwing the ball down the field on them like they were Swiss cheese. So they got to get some players that really want to come in and can rally to the ball on passing. They can stop the run. Their weakness is a quarterback come in, like they got from Jacksonville. I ain't taking nothing from him. He ain't no Tom Brady. He ain't no um, Ben Rockensburg or any of them guys. He ate them up, man. Anytime you got 20 points, come on. In the first quarter, they just sucks on defense. They got to get more than if they had to go free agency or the draft coming up, they need to get some of these young boys that's coming out that can get to the ball. That's the thing. Pass coverage. They running is all right. Ain't no problem. But I think if they need somebody can cover one-on-one like the boy that was a free agent, the honey bear and all these guys, they, went, they was free agents, They didn't even go for these guys. So that's,
1: they, that's going to be their problem until they can get somebody
3: who can cover it. That's what I see. Yeah.
2: Um, James, do you have a um, anything to add on that? Yeah. I, I kind of, uh, you know, because I see that, and you know this, Mr. Wiggins, football, if it take too long, the defensive back, they can be able to cover those receivers too much long. So, what I right. think, you know, y'all need that pass rush to get a little bit more uh, rush on that quarterback. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady said back there three or four seconds, he's going to pick that defense apart, any defense. Right. right. So I think, you know, if y'all get some on, on by on the corner. I think I let the one guy go. He went to New England. Uh, what's right. his name? But I know you're talking Yeah, but if anybody got four or five seconds, you're going to pick a defense apart because the receiver always got the balance, And the DB can only hold on so long. So you know, and, and I agree with you what you're saying in the corners, but, man, boy, uh, I just couldn't see y'all losing to um, Jacksonville. It just let um,
3: one and, and quarterback. Dwayne, I mean, and he's full. the other day when you said, and you played offense. Come on. When you played Jacksonville the first time, you can see that. Anytime you got two weeks, come on, man, you played for while. Yeah. You got two weeks. You already know they are weak they yeah. practiced two weeks and it was like they didn't even practice. Jacksonville went down the field any time they want on them like it was nothing. Like yeah. they was diarrhea. I don't know. They weak. <laughs> and Tomlin supposed to know that. I don't understand that. Tomlin supposed to know that. He had enough two weeks to prepare for that team. Then yeah. they're talking about playing New England. That was their problem.
2: Yeah. And yeah. we playing yeah. New England,
3: we can beat them next time. Jacksonville standing right in their house, and
2: they're talking about playing New England.
1: Yeah, there's yep. a lot of games. Game flash. I'm sorry. Hey, Pittsburgh I was, I was...
2: gave that quarterback for Jacksonville a new contract. <laughs> yeah. because yeah, <laughs> That's you... what I'm saying. Yeah. Come on. that that
3: They look terrible. Terrible.
2: Yeah. Horrible.
3: And, you know, yeah, they were, they were... you can score. You got to stop the other games.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of and games last game. year for the Steelers that, uh, like the second half of the season, that it was very neck and neck, and Steelers were able to pull it out at the end when when they should have been dominating. And, that, and I was I was very concerned uh, watching those games that Steelers were just going to fall apart.
3: It was terrible. Admit it. It was terrible. But they have if you to see get that on the field goal kicker on every one of them games to win. Yes. Every one, yes. the field goal kicker had to bring them through. But but,
2: but but Chris, Mr. Williams, think about it. If I'm out there like picture offense, everybody like they unstoppable, you score forty five. But you let the team score forty six, you ain't never gonna win. I don't care how good your offense is. Right. <laughs> right. I mean well, what, you just ain't gonna you, you ain't gonna win.
3: Right. I think, not to cut you off, I'm just what I think. Mean. And I love to feel it. They're making me don't lack like as much as I used to be. Because my thing is if you're the coach over there, why are you getting rid of the offensive coordinator? He scored points. What we need to do is look at the defensive coordinator. The offensive coordinator was putting pressure. The problem is the defensive coordinator. And you got Joy Porter over there. Rod Woods and all these guys and play defense, Me, Joe Green, and, and you got a guy over there. I don't even know who the coordinator is the defensive coordinator is. Yeah.
1: That's a problem. Yeah, that's, that, that's a big issue. That's, that's a big problem. So, you know what? We're going to take another break. When we come back, we'll talk more about the Steelers. We'll be right back. <laughs>
4: Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel.
0: america sports you're hooked up with loving that sports talk James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you, call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to talk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back to Loving That Sports Talk. Again, this is Chris Marwitz. Uh, we're, we're all about the the
1: but Pittsburgh Steelers today. You know, James, I, I I think we've we've had some some pretty good uh topics so far we've talked about.
2: Yeah, I just wish to still uh listen so they could beat the the wings of the Patriots. I'm tired of the Patriots.
1: <laughs> That that would be good. So again our guest is Wayne is Wiggins. Yeah, you know, it, it's great great having you on today.
3: Glad to be on. Thank you guys for
1: having me. Perfect. Perfect. So uh, we, we were talking before we took a break, you know, about the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, last last season, and and they ended the season, regular season, 13 and three. So looking at that, everyone would be thinking, like, wow, they just dominated, and and we know different that they didn't. You know, they they barely squeaked out some wins when they should have dominated the game to begin with. But anyway, my um, my 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 next question to you is, how do you feel that they're going to do this season? You know, and and. And, and, you know, kind of based on what we know at this point, how do you think we're going to do? And uh, will or will or should they be in the playoffs? You know, uh-huh.
2: let, let me start that real quick, Mr. Wiggins, because I want to hear what you have to say when I say this. You know, Chris, too. If you know the teams, when they start playing in the year, they lose a game and you say, oh, that game's going to hurt us. they going to come back and haunt us. Yes. Yeah. y'all lost right. to the Bears, that game haunts y'all because y'all could have been over... New England, they had home field, and, you know, had that plan. But when right. you start off that way, who do you blame? I mean, you blame the coach with the or what do you do with we,
3: that? We, well, like I say, James, you played and I played, and I know for a fact, yeah, I had a coach. I'm just using my example before I get to that answer. If I coach, we had a loose coach. When he used The only time he used to tell us, say, you guys take care of the business, and the next week y'all got the week off, you can do what you want. But once you get into the locker room and you got a coach and you respect him, and he say, okay, look at here, we ain't taking no days off. We're going to play everybody like this is a tournament, like a Super Bowl. We ain't taking no days off. I think with the Steelers and, and Tomlin, when he first came there, he was the type of guy, he didn't take no prisoners. I think this, this past season he got to in, in the comfort zone where they were saying some players he would let, you know, do what they want to do and some they don't. If you're on the team, you see that. When you go play for the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know it's all about the Super Bowl or nothing. So my thing is when they played the weak team that they should have won, I don't think they had the – Big boy pants on. I think they came and looked up and said, oh, we're playing the Bears. Oh, we can get by this today. Oh, we we playing um, Arizona. They didn't bring it. But when they went with Cincinnati, uh, New England, the big teams, oh, they bought it. And think about it. all the big teams that they played, they won. The only one they didn't was at home when that boy made that catch. It should have been a catch. And they yeah. didn't won. So um, they played it up to the competition. When there's no competition this past year, they didn't show up. And you know, James, that comes from coaching. They could they should have been over thirteen wins easily. But they yeah. played to down to the competition. Oh, we'll go down and play Tennessee. Okay, we might play today. We're playing Cleveland. They almost blew the Cleveland game because they just gives them no respect. Twice. Mm-hmm. So that comes the coaching. That's all I got to say. What I learned, and I'm sorry, I got to say this here, Tom, Mike Tomlin got to show me something. last year, he didn't show me he was the coach when he had Hines Ward and the bus and all of them. And he had the best, get this now, you all, both of y'all noticed it. He had at least the first or second best offensive team in the league. But the defense was Swiss cheese. That comes from coaching. Not being friends, and I think that he got select. That's why they are trying to fire him. He didn't coach like the Mike Tomlin that I'm used to seeing coach because they played the competition, played down to the competition. Now, if you come back and fix that, get their defense together and take every game serious, They took days off. And you can see it. Yeah. Dropping balls and you know that kind of stuff. So uh, If they don't fix that, they will be like they was last year. Yeah. And That's what I'm seeing. All old
2: I kind of, came to play every game. Yeah. I kind of looked at that question when Chris said it like, man, 13-3, that's good. But well, if you look at the game alone you know, with, with with the Bears, I mean, that way it hurts you, you know? 13-3 don't look good.
3: <laughs> you know what? I saw that game and I knew they were going to lose the game. I'm going to tell you, Sean called me because we were trying to get tickets to go down there, but it was sold off. I saw the first quarter when they kicked off to the Steelers and uh, they fumbled the ball about twice, and the Bears came in and went in and scored. And I said to myself, the Bears got that running back that can kill you, man. They had two running backs. They had a, a running back that goes straight up the middle, and they had a runner back to get outside. He was a little speedster. That's what killed them. Because think about it. What's their weakness? Defense. And they ate him up. And that's where the game was lost at. They couldn't stop the running backs. One running back scored four touchdowns.
1: <laughs> wow. wow! Yeah, you're right. That that game against the Bears was just abominable. I mean, who who would have sunk it? Especially the Steelers, with how you know great they they had been, and 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 the team they had, and 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 unfortunately the Bears just you know shouldn't wouldn't have, have won, but. Again, any given Sunday—that's you know, that's
3: the thing we always talk about. Well, any given Sunday. Well, second part to that, and you both, when you think about it, you, you, you'll see this here. Think about it. Their weakness was defense. When the when the Steelers were winning, think about it, they had that year. They had the bus was running up the middle, and they had Willie Parker going outside. When I saw that game, that's what I saw. The Howard guy killed them going in the middle. And as soon as the uh, Steelers came into the line of scrimmage, they pissed that ball outside to that little running back. He's small. And man, they didn't even touch him. He was so fast. So that was a game right there. They had a defense. They could have won that game, but the Bears did their homework on the Steelers. That's all that was.
1: Absolutely. Well,
3: you ever heard heard Michael Jordan
2: say a team like that is hard to get up for? You know, and Because, like you say, you feel like you can just go out there and run over there. Those are teams, I mean, you look at that with the uh, NCAA basketball. We're like, oh, everybody's like, oh, they're just like, oh, we ain't going to get up for them, you know. And then they come and they beat you. Then you look back and say, man, that game hurt us. We didn't play. And you can't recover from that, you know. You killed them. You killed them. That came
3: down to, James, what was your coach's name in Wyoming? Coach Roach. Roach. Oh, Erickson, and then Roach. Yes, yeah, Erickson. Yeah. Okay. And who was the other guy's name? Roach. Okay. They prepared you. When y'all went on the road, I saw y'all want some games, man. People say y'all shouldn't have won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay? But think yeah. about it. They prepared you. They prepared your team well. Y'all went up to Louisville. I remember that year, and and, and they was all they was talking about Louisville was going to do this and Louisville did that. Y'all snuck out there with a your man. <laughs> Y'all killed them. They didn't know what happened. Y'all was prepared and they wasn't. So that's what I'm saying it comes to coaching. Your coaching gets you prepared for them games. And if you ain't doing it, you take the guys out, ain't doing it, and put the ones in, gonna do it. That's true. hmm So so that's what killed them. I couldn't believe it. When I came home from church, I looked up and I told my wife, I said, do you see this school? And then I saw the highlights that night, I said, Please. they they didn't even show up, man. The defense was walking around with nobody top. But the boy from Ohio State, he was the only one.
1: <laughs> they got to fix that deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, and and, and and apparently that that's what uh, Tomlinson or Tomlin is is actually trying to focus on is is, is the defense. But whether he can get it done or not, that's that's to be a, remain a mystery, so I think if you don't get it done, you ain't gonna be there. <laughs> then it won't be a mystery. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they're so, saying, yeah. in, in, winning championships—if you can't do it, we gotta get somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, some. We can always replace you. You're always replaceable. Yeah. <laughs> so, so William uh, Ben Roethl- Roethl- Roethlisberger—he is now 36 year old. 36 years old, but he's still playing at a very high level. You know, he has two years left on his existing contract. You know, recently, Kirk Cousins signed a $28 million contract. You know, Roethlisberger plays at a higher level than Cousins. And Ben has told his teammates that he wants to play three more years, which is one more year than than his present contract. How seriously should the Steelers be to renegotiate uh, Roethlisberger's contract now, rather than wait two years?
3: Well... Looking at the Pittsburgh history, and I know watching their coaches and their organization, I have seen Rod Woodson and all these old pro guys go. When they get to a point, Franco and all of them, when they look at you and see you down the year, they're thinking in the future, and they go, I'm like, well, you did real good, and uh, Hans Ward. Remember Hans Ward once to play that yeah, last yeah. year? They said, well, we got with you out of you, but we can't go with you. We got to go with the younger guys. I can see the Steelers, they don't play around. Ben got two years after that, I bet you they draft a quarterback and bring him in. I I doubt if he see three. And the only reason why I say that, because he went at the first year talking about how he might wanna play, he don't wanna play. You can't be the quarterback, you don't need it. You gotta come out there and say, Hey, I wanna play, even if you're playing bad. His attitude was, remember they got on him. Well, you know, maybe because he don't wanna play, he threw them five interceptions. Pittsburgh don't play around. Dan might do two, I doubt, if he do three. They don't look and get some of these young quarterbacks coming out to, to uh, replace him, and they trust they don't have to pay all that much money. I see him do, doing two. I don't see him doing three. Okay. If you look at their history. Yeah. Because, yeah. like I said, he's sending the wrong message. I want to play. No, I don't want to play. Yes, I
1: want to play. That kind of stuff. No.
2: Yeah, I totally agree.
1: Gotta be more, more assertive or yeah. more confident in what your what your plans are. Well, James,
3: yeah. why wide receiver. He could tell you better than anybody. If your quarterback, if you're talking to your quarterback, he's telling you, I might want to play, I don't want to play, and you're going to catch his ball, you don't yeah. even know what's
1: going on. So, I don't, right. I, I don't want, want my quarterback to be there. Right,
2: James? You want, want to know that he wants to be there. Yeah. I don't want my quarterback to be <laughs> He'll be able to
1: the ball where he got to throw the ball or, or throw it at the right
2: yeah. level, not to get me hurt. Exactly. Yeah.
3: Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and another thing that I, about Ben, I think he needs to fix, and I know both of y'all saw this here. As long as Ben was winning, he would be out there the game talking about this and that, how he threw the ball to Antonio Brown, how nice it was. You remember when Antonio Brown was on the sideline, he got mad because Ben was throwing that ball all over the place. So my thing on it is, every time Ben Warren, after the game, he said good stuff. When he lost, he put his coach coach under the bus. He was saying, saying, well, "Well, he told me don't spike the ball. He told me don't do this and don't do that. That's when it was a disaster. When you get down to the one-yard line, I don't care who you is. Me and James talked about this the other day. You got two plays. You ain't going to throw the ball. Uh, in the middle we there's four guys at and you got one guy running that route and he's five nine. Uh Tony O'Brien and everybody else standing around and he threw the ball in there to interception on New England and then said his coach told him after the game, don't clock the ball. He also
1: told you don't throw an interception.
3: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> so well, you know what, we so got we gotta said- take a break. When we come back we're gonna talk a little bit more about the Steelers. We'll be right back. <laughs>
0: flagship station for sports Voice America Sports If you think you've seen online TV before Welcome back
1: to Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, this is Chris Marwick. Today it's all about the, the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, we have a, a guest on William Wiggins who knows all about the, the, the about the Steelers, knows them, loves them, um, hates them, <laughs> whatever, whatever the, the case may be at this point.
3: <laughs> Not hates, uh, disappointed.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You, you got to take the good with the bad. It, uh, that's what always happens: the good with the bad. At, at, at least you're not a, a fair weather fan, you know. You're you're there, you you know you know the yeah. good and the bad, and you accept them no matter what. Yeah, yeah. It, well, it, it's it's fixable. That's the thing about it. it's fixable. Exactly, exactly. So, before I ask my next question, Mr. Wiggins, I, I I want to really thank you for being on the show today and and you know providing us with with your input and you know letting our our listeners you know know. It, a little bit more in depth about the Steelers, who, who who may not be a fan or may not know about it, but you know it always helps when we focus on a team where we can get a little bit more in depth and and people can find out about it. So, thank you very yes. much. Not a problem. You know, I thank James for having me. Thank you. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, uh, Martavius Bennett. Let's talk a little bit about him. He's he's a wide receiver for the Steelers, and that right, is. Yep back, uh, no yep, back in 2016. back in he had a one-year suspension for marijuana use. Yeah. Uh, this last season, you know, he's also had some off-the-field conflicts. You know, one one was like a self-imposed trade rumors that he was saying, and then he also was ripping teammate Juju Smith-Schuster, who had a phenomenal year last year. Um, he was ripping yeah. him on social media, and when he did that, he he received a one-game suspension for it. Um, yes. So, Martavius Bennett, do you see him maturing this season and complimenting fellow wide receivers Antonio Brown and Juju Smith Schuster?
3: Well, uh, I'm going to put it like this. You know that thing called the question mark. You know, some things he knows, some things he does know, uh, yeah. you know because the draft is coming up. My thing on that is, like we said earlier, I know the Steelers in the organization, they told it because anybody else would have let him go right away. They always give yes. you a second chance. And the thing is, what are you going to do with that chance? Now, he knew he was wrong and what he did, and I thought it was just jealousy, petty, and all that stuff. But the thing about it is, the Rooney's him will give you a chance, like I said earlier. Now, when he took the suspension, he came back, and he played okay. But I think he could have played a lot better. But he get caught up in kind of like uh, when you learn street ball and you're coming up in the neighborhood. It was petty. It's kind of like, well, how like, can I – play you and all this. You don't have to tell nobody how you can outplay nobody. You go out on the field and show people in maturity. So my thing was, I I thought they were going to really get rid of them, but they didn't. Tomlin kept them. But my thing is, the way they got uh, Juju last year, there's a whole lot of good young wide receivers coming out of the draft that's there. It's like they got juju. Now, my thing is, if you got a problem, I'm a school teacher, so my thing is, if the problem keeps on going on, then you got to do something about that problem. So, my thing is, is if he still, no, have he learned from that? If he didn't learn from that, the best for him, for the is to do, and for him to get rid of him and get somebody coming in that wants to be there. Because my thing is, and James, know and you can split a rock locker room and it's over. <laughs> Unless you got some veterans there, so my thing is, yeah, if some good wide receivers coming in, I would really take a good look at them good wide receivers coming in, like the way you get Juju, because if a happy locker room, you are gonna play better. You don't, you already got to play the other team. You don't need nobody in your own team, you know, knocking you down before you even play. And therefore, we're out and improve that deep way. Mr. Wiggins. Right? Let me ask you this
2: question: You got your classroom. And you sitting there trying to teach a lesson, but you got this one kid keep disrupting you. How long we take before you just you remove him from your class and have the other one? Because if you're gonna have this guy keep making all these um, comments against um, the guy, he's ruining your um, on the field his attitude. And then you know, so how much more should Pinkway put up with him?
3: Well, that's why I say I'm surprised truthfully, he might do that, I can see you giving him a second chance, but it has to have a problem. Like I said, most people just turn on the TV, think about it, and watch the game. They don't see what's happening when I mean, you practice Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So my thing is Tom Willem did what they had to do, but I just know some more good receivers out there. Because like I said, look at Juju, I would have got rid of it. Because, you know, you get a bad apple and you know, a whole bunch of apples. you leave it in there long enough, all of them apples are going to get white. Uh, so if it's me, he's gone. I'm sorry, he's gone. Let me give me another uh, uh, receiver coming out of the draft because it's hard enough to prepare for a team than to have somebody on your own team do that. And I played college ball. We had a guy like that on our basketball team, and our coach said, look, we're trying to beat the other team, and you ain't, and you messing us up, so go get your uniform and goodbye. And he got him out of yeah. there.
1: So, I mean, you know, that's just my opinion. Yeah. I would have got rid of him. Yeah, it's true, true about the bad apple, you know, but some some oh, yeah. teams, you know, focus so much on, on potential, potential, potential. Yeah, and
3: but look at this here also. Think about it. When he caught some balls, he was okay. When he didn't right. catch no balls, how was he after the game?
1: Uh, a bit, being a, a little kid,
3: <laughs> pouting. He was talking about Antonio got the ball through him nine times. I got two through to my way. Hey, I'm out. He, he ain't on my team. I'm sorry. I love him. But I got to get somebody in there who want to win for the team, not for themselves. And he's one of them guys kind of like T.O. uh what other boy used to play with Cincinnati. Uh, he they, They're about numbers. Now, if you look at the little wide receiver. He played with the Ravens. He's a ball player. He just retired. Smith, Steve Smith, them type of guys. You don't need him. In other words, are you going to feed him the ball nine or ten times more than Tony O'Brien and lose, or are you going to get somebody to come out there and block, make nice blocks, and satisfy with winning? I-, I couldn't have my goal with the draft coming up. I'd get rid of
1: him.
3: Yeah. If,
1: if so he continues what I to be, do. I mean, I'm sorry, go ahead. If, if, if he continues to be, you know, a hothead, a problem, an issue, you know, inter- basically interrupting, you know, the team as a whole. You know, it, yeah. it, it, you're, you're better off with somebody else than, than with cancer. I mean, that's kind of what it is. It's a cancer that grows, and, you know, the team doesn't need something like that.
3: Right. And, and like I said, you sitting over there with the best man that, no, he was a wide receiver. I and mean, my son, played. they have, uh, Jay, J- 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 y'all know y'all had like five or six good receivers, didn't you?
2: Yeah, we had two. Me, Loftus, um, School, Sars, Freddy. Hard. You know, there's a lot well, of us. And like you say, uh, Coach, like, one of y'all got a bad attitude out there. You don't want to block. We got to block. Y'all can't play for us, you know? Right. So, but, y'all,
3: but y'all got alone, right?
2: Well, yeah, we got alone because everybody wants to work together to get better. It wasn't the that's jealousy of mine, you know? That's what I'm saying. But if
3: one of them would have been messed up, didn't listen, your coach would have got rid of it. Yeah. He's sitting on the bench. Y'all was Yes, man. Y'all was all on ESPN. That's all they talk about. With the Wyoming. y'all had a little name. Y'all the wide receiver core. Man, y'all was California good.
2: crew.
3: California crew. Yeah. Damn. Y'all was good, but see, one guy can mess with that whole thing, and I thought he they, kept, they you know they should have suspended him more or longer for him to get the message. They didn't need him. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers team, not Branch team.
2: Well, if, right. throw, throw that at him, Chris. If he feel that about that, what do you think about Odell?
1: <laughs> I, I I said the same thing about Odell. Exactly. I I agree. What What, what do you think on that, Mister Wiggins? My thing
3: is, and I'll say this: and James know me from the day he used to come over my house and hang out with Sean. I'm like this here. If you won't be for the team, I'm for you. When you start showing individual stuff about what you want to do, you're gone. You can catch 50 touchdowns a game, but what you really did demoralize the team because pretty soon the team is going to say, well, this guy is all the ball. We ain't getting the ball. I, I, Odell couldn't be on my team. I'm sorry. You know, I don't care what he do because he got more show time after the game than he do on the field. Right. I got to have a guy that's going to go out there and play. And what's that guy that used to play with? Indianapolis in, in coach? He was the best. That's kind of why I received I like Marvin. With Harrison? Harrison, yeah, yeah, you and the other guy played together. Now, this, this is the guy I want. Uh, that boy's for show. Sure. He wanted to be here in New York. He wanted to be on TV. He he messed his hands up and he keep talking like, "What's wrong with Eli?" Eli, even said a couple of times, "I throw the ball over there, he drops the ball. He ain't in football. He over there on the sideline high fiving people." No, no, I, I I couldn't have him on my team. I'm sorry. He go on the globe trips. <laughs> I'm sorry. You yeah, can, no, can, no, no, no. can try. No. no <laughs> that
1: mean.
3: Mean. Football is a eleven yeah. man team. It ain't tennis. If you want individually you can go play tennis or bowl.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's yeah. definitely a team sport. Absolutely. So so Mr. Wiggins again, I wanna thank you for having having you on today. Uh we're Bless gonna you, have Mr. to I'm sorry?
2: (laughs) I said, thank you, Mr. Williams, for being on. We appreciate it. Absolutely. Again, like I said, all...
1: You know I'm looking for you. Come on. Yeah, your insight on on the school is definitely opening, eye-opening. So, (laughs) anyway, thank you for being on. Uh, We're going to have to to end the show, and, you know, appreciate everyone listening. And uh, we'll be back again next Wednesday, same time, and... uh, Look forward to being here. So okay. have a great
3: week, everybody. Um, thank
0: Thanks you for having me on. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then and keep in touch with James all week at Talk at yahoo.com.